0: Hello everyone and welcome to the How Do You Know That podcast. This is your host and content creator, Sarah Abdul-Jabbar, and today you are listening to our second episode. In this episode, we will be talking about the journey it took a toxin in canned foods to become the miracle anti-aging treatment, Botox. The discovery of Botox was not as glamorous as many of us would think. As a matter of fact, it was a series of accidents in the 19th century involving witchcraft in the German kingdom of Württemberg, excuse my pronunciation, a batch of spoiled sausages, a band of musicians at a Belgian funeral, and a pickled ham. Stay tuned for the full story. So it all began in the early 1800s in the kingdom of, and excuse my pronunciation one more time, Wuttenberg in southern Germany. The city was plagued with sausages that have gone bad. There were multiple outbreaks occurring in the area and they caused a spike in fatalities. These fatalities were characterized by a group of symptoms, including blurry vision, droopy eyelids, difficulty swallowing, and muscle weakness. The fatalities grew so high that the capital had to issue a degree on the harmful consumption of blood sausages. Lame fingers were pointed at witches. Now remember, this was a time where witches and not poor food preservation habits that were to blame on outbreaks of food poisoning. But in the middle of all this craziness, Justinius Kerner, a German poet and a medical enthusiast, had this radical idea of that the food poisoning might be caused by an organic biological poison. He later discovered that a substance in spoiled sausages, which he called "wurstgift" German for sausage poison, was responsible for a growing number of lethal food poisonings. Keep in mind, this was also a time where bacteria were not yet discovered, so his characterization was not only very radical, but very innovative at the time. The next important scientific step in the discovery of Botox came in 1885, almost 80 years after Kerner's discovery. A massive outbreak occurred when a band of musicians were playing at a funeral in Belgium that was serving smoked ham. The ham was filled with the toxin and many have died. This is when Emile van Ermengem, a Belgian physician and a professor of microbiology, was called in to investigate the outbreak. He performed a clinical analysis of the food and the victims and was able to isolate the bacterium causing the illness, making him the first to do so. He later appropriately named the bacterium Bacillus botulinum, after botulus, the Latin word for sausage. Both those scientists found that even in small doses, the botulinum toxin could be lethal, and it caused an excruciatingly painful experience by basically paralyzing the victim's body from the inside out. When ingested, the toxin stops all sorts of neural communication. The person's organs become paralyzed and eventually their lungs stop functioning, resulting in death by suffocation. So how did this lethal poison turn into a beauty fad? Actually, it wasn't until the 1970s when doctors started using very small amounts of the toxin to treat medical conditions. Dr. Alan Scott, an ophthalmologist in San Francisco, began using a form of the toxin botulinum toxin A, for the treatment of blepharospasm, which is a disorder of uncontrollable blinking. Since the toxin kills neural connections, it was actually useful in eliminating those uncontrollable blinking. Dr. Scott published his results and created a company to manufacture the toxin under a less intimidating name, oculinum. By the 1980s, the toxin was widely used by ophthalmologists and neurologists to treat neural conditions such as crossed eyes and other uncontrollable spasms. The cosmetic discovery, however, happened in 1987 and totally by accident. Jean Carathers, an ophthalmologist who was using oculinum to treat crossed eyes, was actually the first to discover Botox's cosmetic potential. During a routine procedure, one of her patients pointed out to her brows and told her, When you treat me there, I get this beautiful, untroubled expression. The next day, Jean and her husband, who was a dermatological surgeon, decided to inject Botox in the forehead of their assistant, Kathy Bickerton Swan. Less than a week later, they observed that the lines on her brow had completely vanished. From that day forward, Swan has been famously known as Patient Zero in the Botox trials. Word about the cosmetic effect traveled slowly but steadily. Doctors would hear about it at a conference through a colleague, they would try it on a patient and then the patient would tell their friends about it. It wasn't until 1991 when Allergan bought Oculinum for about $9 million and rebranded it to Botox. Word about Botox spread fast during the 1990s. Dermatologists were fascinated by this extraordinary discovery. They persuaded more and more of their patients to give it a try. And Botox slowly became a beauty secret among insiders, celebrities, and socialites. However, it wasn't until recently, in 2002, that the FDA finally approved the drug Botox for the cosmetic treatment. Of course, by then word had already been widely circulated about this revolutionary drug. I find it really interesting how drastic Botox usage is now from 30 years ago. I remember when I first learned about Botox in college, my professor was telling us how growing up he knew it as the potulum toxin, the toxin they had to look out for in canned goods. Every time he opened a can of beans, he would look out for liquid or foam spurting out. Meanwhile, my classmates and I only ever knew it as botox. It's truly amazing how much scientific discovery changes our world. 30 years ago, who would have been able to imagine that injecting literal botulism toxins into one's face would become so popular? This concludes our episode on Botox. I hope you found this as informative and interesting. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll delve into the story of the most infamous Egyptian serial killers. And as usual, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, and share with your friends.